You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. No, it's not way more. It's three feet to a yard, Travis. <laughs> See, I wouldn't do well in the math combine either. <laughs> no, apparently not. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Curra. It is Brazilian Ty. Ty, I think we're going to be reaching for content this time around. <laughs> no, I, I got some. I got some off-color jokes. I'm sure I can work in somewhere. Okay, per, you, you know, usually uh, it, it doesn't take effort to get to you know 45 minutes and. This time it might. So if you hear awkward pauses and awkward content, that's the exact reason why. I I do need to mention this recording day is uh, the worst day of the year. Second this worst. Daylight. Okay, what's your worst? Christmas day. <laughs> you would rather record on Christmas day, wouldn't you? 100%. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, sorry, I can't. I can't come for for anything. I'm busy that day. <laughs> Daylight saving day. Oh, I don't know what happens since the Grey Cup. I've gone fully nocturnal. So, well, I suddenly, mean, your job has something to do with that. Yeah. So it's it's going to bed now at seven a.m. and waking up at four while <laughs> the rest of the world functions normally. It's just oh. It's terrible. Yeah, but you if there's had two to work. things. If there's yeah, it's brutal. But I was in bed at nine nine oh eight or okay. something last night. Okay. Um, if there's two <laughs> things the Saskatchewan government's got right, it's been not changing the clocks and how to get away with drunk driving. Because <laughs> now if we should if clarify. There's anybody, if there's anybody that knows how to do it, it's it's the premier's office. We I was gonna say we should clarify. It's not that you're using that to your advantage. No. It is that. <laughs> yes, if if you don't understand the joke before yelling at Ty, hit the Google and you'll see what he's talking about. <laughs> this episode. Stay, stay of, hot, Scott. <laughs> this episode of Two and Out brought to you by ATB. And at ATB, we make banking work for you by offering both expert and practical advice in saving, budgeting, and paying off debt. And though your financial situation and the economy may change over time, you can be confident that your money is safe and secure with ATB. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit ATB.com. In the huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out podcast. All right, this past weekend was, I guess, the beginning of combine season. Normally that's in September, but in football... This happens in March. <laughs> the Ontario Regional uh, Combine, the Eastern Regional Combine has happened. Uh, four 
players from the Ontario one and six players from the Eastern Combine are going to be heading to the National Combine. Ty, I was looking at some of these numbers and I was just thinking, what what would a two and out combine look like? I, I feel like that would get at least, you know, 32 views on YouTube if we did that. Yeah, it'd be how many beers? <laughs> like instead of instead of bench press reps, right? Yep, yep. Which I think is a completely pointless endeavor, but whatever. Um, when it comes to the combine, uh, what else could you put on there? I mean, it, it, our own version of the forty, which would be sprinting to the bathroom. That's what I mean. I think right. I would like to watch us actually try the events and then come up with a two and out specific event because I look at the vertical and I feel like we should compare ourselves to the offensive linemen doing uh, that one. And James I'm, Sides. I am 5'8". <laughs> I can c- compare myself to nobody at the combine. <laughs> okay. We had the kicker from Guelph. I can compare my... I can compare myself to Pete Carroll, maybe. <laughs> the the kicker from Eric or Guelph, Eric Strands, he had a twenty four inch vertical. Oh, I can beat that. Okay, you can beat that. Yeah. How? No, I probably can't. But it doesn't like it doesn't seem that doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> I was getting, that's two feet, dude. No, I'm well aware of how far twenty four <laughs> inches is. If I get, I would put my max at about seven inches. And you got to think you're, you're doing it standing still. So yeah, I don't know. It would it wouldn't be it wouldn't be very high. So James Sides, he's an offensive lineman with the Hamilton Hurricanes, six foot one and a half, three hundred and eleven pounds, nineteen point five inch vertical. So I don't know, dude. Like, do you think you could get fifteen? Yeah, there's zero chance I'm getting 15. <laughs> you know Seven gonna, might you, have been generous. You know I'm going to measure my camp wall now. <laughs> okay, his 40-yard was 5.95. I'm not oh, God, getting no. close to that either. No, I'd take anything under 10. Yeah, that's not happening for me either. So I would take any 40 yards. How many meters is that? What, about 80? <laughs> Well, it's three no. feet. It's, it's way more. It's, what? No, it's not way more. It's <laughs> three feet to a yard, Travis. <laughs> See, I wouldn't do well in the math combine either. <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> oh, it's like thirty-six sh- like, and a half meters. Yeah, okay. like the 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 three cone or the shuttle or whatever. Would that just be us, like? At a buffet, but or not a buffet, but like in the <laughs> kitchen where you have like a meat tray on one side. Then like the veggie tray here, and then like the treat tray over here, and you gotta go from tray to tray in like a different order. Like I don't man, know. these these broad jumps. Ooh, yeah, I'm not. This is pro- <laughs> <laughs> this is probably not exciting to listen to, but I, I think the best one I see is ten feet five and a half inches. Yeah, that's that, not... that's a long way. Yeah, Th- these are impressive kids. I don't even know if I could do that, like, with a running start. <laughs> I, I I could barely do that launched out of a cannon. So, 
<laughs> these are impressive Canadian like, athletes. And, like uh, Homer. <laughs> yep, that that's combine season, baby. I, I think I think we'd get more views for like a two and out jackass than we would a two and out combine. Yeah, that's that's true. The the Western Regional is coming up this Friday as we get prepared for the CFL and actually Global Draft. They're going to happen on the same day, May 3rd. So we're about six weeks away from that. And then a, a couple weeks after that is training camp. We're not that far out from uh, football happening again. So... We got the Edmonton Elks. I think they're kind of like stealing the news. Like if we had winners of the offseason, when you look at the whole picture, if if you just want to go free agents, it probably is Ottawa. But when it comes to the offseason news and gaining goodwill back with the fans, it probably is Edmonton. And they've unveiled their new helmet. And it's back, the, the double E and I, I get the sense, Ty, that they're just trying to erase 2021 mm-hmm. from the history books. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, I, the only thing I don't like is that you had a chance for rebranding and. Yeah, I know. And all that stuff for maybe, uh, you know, looking at income and, and merchandise sales. But, you know, we talk about. You know, the first step is Mandrusiak and and getting re, at least reaching out and getting him back, and they've done that and and other stuff like that. Um, you know, it, this is just I think it's kind of a sense of comfort or a feeling a feeling of comfort for for everybody yeah. to see that old logo uh, back in use. Uh, yeah, the names changed. It it's still going to be like I I still slip up a lot um, yeah. using the old name. Uh, and I don't know if this really helps with it being the same logo, but That's you know that true, comfort yeah. and and you know rebuilding that fan base, which I don't. While well, rebuilding the trust in the fan base, like you said, I think is is this this goes a long way. Man, it just it looks so sharp. I think the double E with the white outline, and then the stripe mm-hmm. is back, and and I you know I thought the antler thing was pretty cool, and maybe they they keep it around here, but this is. They need to get new fans unquestionably, but they need to get the old fans back in the building as well. Yeah. And, and I think this will go a long way with that. And just the way that they they hyped it up, the way they unveiled it, Jed Roberts announcing the video, a new Double E dynasty, and getting the alumni back involved. Because there were times when the alumni wasn't very happy with what has gone on in Edmonton Mm -hmm. either. And they always had and fans from across the league kind of look at it and me included sometimes just this arrogance, but they've built this culture that has kind of gone astray over the past uh, few seasons. And the alumni are a big part of that, man. A huge part, you know, they're, they have the suite at the game. It's always full of former players, coaches, uh, everything. They're very involved in the community. Um, and I think that, you know, losing in the way that they lost, I think, soured a lot of them. You know, it, it was it was almost like they like once they realized that nothing was going to come from that season, it was basically just throwing in the towel. Yeah. And I think the way that the Mandrusiak thing went down, the, the Joey mm-hmm. Moss stories, just <laughs> everything that has gone on 
is it's just they've been uh in the news for a long time and not for the best reasons yeah and what they've done this off season like now their St. Paddy's week is here and they're they're kind of making Edmonton landmarks you know that forest green and Ugh, that is I'm so over that it's so cheesy <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> but uh, the the engagement—it seems like it's probably gone through the roof. They did the ninety-nine day, ninety-nine dollar season tickets, mm-hmm. and they had their best day selling season tickets in franchise history. So but didn't make as much money, right? <laughs> <laughs> but get them in the building and hey, buy some in the antlers seats. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they—they've said it before. They—they they have that uh, that luxury of playing with basically uh, fifty-five thousand seats. So use that yeah. to your advantage, and you can and, uh, you can have you can have sections of that stadium where it is, you know, very affordable yeah. for a family of four to go and and you know be Absolutely. able to even have supper and and a couple drinks at the game and not be breaking the bank. Yeah. Now, what I. I'm wondering here is if we're going to see more new uniforms from the rest of the league kind of start to trickle out a little bit because you remember that uh, the league switched from Adidas to New Era. And basically the only thing that changed there was New Era slapping their logo on top of the Adidas designs. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but we might be seeing some updated jerseys, which in my opinion, it does happen more often than it should, but it it is what it is with the new supplier well, with the league. I mean, speaking of like you know the the Eskimo or the Elks, sorry, bringing back the double E and and you'd bring up new new jerseys like the Elks probably have the best jersey in Edmonton right now until next season. I think they do. Well, until yeah. until next season when the Oilers finally pull their heads out of their asses and bring back the Royal Blues and. I don't know if Tom Gazzola was right, but the old Spawn jersey. I saw that. Yeah, if that happens, I'm buying one. Now, maybe it'll be every five years as well. And once yep. the jersey sales decline, bring back the old pylon look for the Oilers. They've been playing like them anyway, so might as Travis? well just... <laughs> Travis? <laughs> Travis? <laughs> what was the score against Tampa Bay on Saturday night? I actually don't know. <laughs> yeah. Four one. They covered the puck line. Suck it. <laughs> as far as on the field stuff goes with the Elks, they're bringing in Martavis Bryant, former Pittsburgh Steeler, was going to, or I mean, technically, I guess, was a member of the Toronto Argonauts. Ha- never did. His, his Wikipedia will have the up. asterisk that he wasn't on yeah. the active roster. <laughs> now. I think if anybody's able to get him to show up, it might just be Chris Jones. Yeah, like, literally just don't bring any pot with you across the border and you'll be fine. Yeah, like, I I can't doubt Chris Jones. (laughs) He tries it all. He tried the Vince Young thing. He's doing the the Deron Carter thing again. (laughs) Why? Like, do you want me... So like I'm already in like hypertension. Like, what are we doing here? Why, why do you have to bring this stuff up? 
<laughs> and it looks like Sergio Castillo, the kicker, is going to be mm-hmm. heading to Edmonton as well. We see Sean White going to BC. Sergio Castillo is... Uh, Kind of a big insurance policy for the Grey Cup champ Winnipeg Blue Bombers down the stretch there because through, you know, 12 out of 14 games or 10 out of 14 or whatever it was, it was a very rough situation at kicker mm-hmm. for Winnipeg. And once they brought him in, it, it kind of gave them a little bit more confidence when it came to that. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, we, we don't talk about, like we talk about special teams and how big of a, of an issue it can be for teams but a lot of times that's return game and you know cover kickoff cover and stuff like that we don't really usually talk about kickers unless they're missing kicks yeah yeah right so if if you're not talking about a guy which i mean we've talked about castillo a little bit in the past and he's missed some kicks yeah sure but i mean still you look at the season that winnipeg had if they wouldn't have had him come in and and do what he did i I don't know i don't know if they're back-to-back champs it's just tough for a guy to stick if mm-hmm. you're not a Canadian kicker. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. why we've seen him bounce around the CFL because he's not a Canadian kicker. And that's just yeah. the the way it goes there. And in the Grey Cup, did he not kick four field goals? Did I not say he probably should have got? Yeah. <laughs> The MOP, like he should have been the guy. He was five. Uh, yeah, he went five for five. Yeah. <laughs> so if they didn't make that change, yeah, they probably lose the Grey Cup. Yeah, but you nobody know wanted. <laughs> Least of all you, man. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, <laughs> we talk uh, the right passport, and the Stampeders are able to lock up a few mm-hmm. key Canadians. And defensive lineman Connor McGough was one of them, who started his career with Hamilton. And he signed with the Stamps in 2020, but at the end of 2021 training camp, uh, he put his career on hold to take care of his health. And now mm-hmm. he's going to be back with the Stampeders this year, and that's going to be a pretty good addition, Canadian defensive lineman for that team. Yeah, I mean, if you can get, you know, Canadians in those non-traditional spots. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, maybe not non-traditional, but, like, a guy that's going to start for you and, and be be there week in and week out in a spot where there's, you know, not lots of turnover, but, like, that high chance of, of stuff happening, uh, you, you you got to take your ch- you got to take it you you have to get this guy on the roster um you know it's the same as if you ha- like you look at the riders in in the 2000s you know with, with all the canadian receivers it allowed them to yeah. to put americans in positions where canadians usually were and made the team stronger uh so i mean this just gives them a little bit more flexibility that way and of course he's good and it's calgary so of course he goes there yeah, <laughs> yeah, the all-Canadian offensive lineman that the uh, Alouettes used to be able to throw out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Edmonton tried it. They tried to have the uh, Canadian defensive ends last year, and it just didn't work out. If it did... Not, not a lot would... worked in Edmonton last year. Yeah, and it kind of looks like that's what BC is going to try to do this year. The two Canadian quarterbacks, they've got Canadian mm-hmm. defensive ends. 
Is it going to work like, out? Like, I don't know. I, the only thing is, like, we we talk about you know the Canadian quarterbacks in BC, and yes, we do want Canadian talent. We Canadian quarterbacks. That's great. It literally doesn't matter for your roster composition, though. Like they're not getting any yeah, benefit yeah, from it, which yeah. sucks. Yeah, it should. It should definitely. Yeah, like if you if you can develop count. a Canadian quarterback and he becomes, you know, the next. Uh, why am I blanking? Russ Jackson, baby. Thank you. <laughs> God, it's been a. Oh, I haven't had a day off in two weeks. Um, if he becomes the next Russ Jackson, shouldn't you be rewarded for that? Shouldn't you be Absolutely. able to start an American somewhere else? I don't get why they don't count. Yeah, that one, do, it doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, Stamps have already re-signed veteran, also re-signed national fullback William Longley, who has played mm-hmm. uh, 98 career games with the Stamps and is big on special teams. And that cover team that Calgary had last year didn't really get an, enough credit. But with as many uh, returns and uh, as much space you have on a CFL field, that cover team was very impressive mm-hmm. for the Stamps, and they're going to want to do that again this year. Yeah, I mean, I've been taking take notes on cover team. <laughs> and returning. <laughs> and returns. <laughs> yeah, just... It's not that far of a drive to go watch some Go watch some game action. <laughs> some other uh, player notes include uh, Deontay Spencer, who, former CFL All-Star, made it happen mm-hmm. with Ottawa uh, and Toronto. He spent time with the Denver Broncos and uh, played 42 games with them over three seasons. They're not going to re-up his contract, so we'll see where he ends up. Is, is he going to try out another NFL team? Or is he going to come back to the CFL? Remember in 2017, he had 496 all-purpose yards in one game. And nobody had him in their lineup. <laughs> that, that is incredible. That was asinine. That was, incre- that was absurd. <laughs> but now they probably so, can't, af- they, now they can't afford him because they made that trade. So, Yeah, yeah. He, he did... Uh, have a punt return for a touchdown in his career there. He had over 600 uh, return yards at punts and over 1,000 on kickoffs as well. So, How, how uh, are you getting any return yards on kickoffs in the NFL? I actually, I don't know. Well, he only had 47 of them in 42 games, so yeah, that barely, bar- barely over yeah. one a game. Yeah. So there you go. We'll see where Deontay Spencer ends up. And I'm definitely rooting for Jalen Saunders. Uh, he did mm-hmm. sign with the Ottawa Red Blacks last year, but in May he had a serious car accident and uh, serious injury and had to get his knee rebuilt a few years back. He's still only 29 years old, but uh, the former New York Jets draft pick in 2014 looks like he wants to make a go at it and return to the CFL. This guy was a 1,000-yard receiver uh, just a few years ago. So if he can come back and return from that car accident, I'd love to see him back on the field in the CFL. 100%. Um, you know, and if he can come back and be the Jalen Saunders he was before, uh, he can help basically any team uh, in this league looking for receivers, which, you know, Ottawa probably is. Yeah, <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah, weird. The CFL on TSN panel has taken a hit as Jim mm-hmm. Barker is returning to 
football roles. He's back with the Toronto Argonauts as a senior advisor, um, and he's had success with the Argos, to say the least. He was a part Mm -hmm. of the the, uh, (laughs) team that was able to trade a kicker for the great Ricky Ray and win the 100th Grey Cup. (laughs) Okay. Can you give him credit for that, or do you blame Tillman? Like, well, I mean, Barker has to get some credit, no? I, I mean, I just feel like he took advantage of somebody not as smart as he is. Like, there were other teams in the CFL that didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Maybe they're the dumb ones. <laughs> yeah, there's... Uh... There's Barker, there's everybody else, and then there's Edmonton. So, <laughs> and, oh, and we are al- making no friends this week. <laughs> and he was also the uh, OC for the Doug Flutie-led Argos in 1997. Mm-hmm. So he's oh, we're not talking about that with Tr- well, I, I mean, now, come on, <laughs> yeah. But now TSN has the opportunity to hire somebody that can tell. <laughs> Will it be you? No, because I would get fired on day one. <laughs> I would love to see. Well, I wouldn't love to see you get fired. But like everybody's would... everybody's bitching about how many f bombs they hear at the Briar now because everybody's mic'd up. Right. They would have to have the halftime show on like a thirty second delay because <laughs> it would be it would be vulgar to say the least. <laughs> And it would have nothing to do with football. Jeez. The Ottawa Red Blacks have also added a, well, a familiar face to mm-hmm. Paul Lapalise in uh, former CFL All-Star running back Fred Reed is going to be joining the Red Blacks as the running backs coach. He was with the Argos last year. They, uh, they didn't run all that much, but when they did, they had success at it. You remember DJ Foster, John White. They had over 1,200 rushing yards in 14 games, 10 touchdowns as well. So, I mean, they did all right with the running game there, and I think Ottawa's going to want to do all right this coming year because they <laughs> they did not have a good running game last year, but now they've got William yeah. Powell and Fred Reed as the RB coach, so that's that could work out for them. Uh, Yeah. Um, and they don't have uh, Chapdelaine or McAdoo as the OC. <laughs> I love how Ty, he just probably has this bulletin board of his go-to. No, I, I'm going list. to, I'm going, I'll send you a picture. There, no, this is all just hatred over the years just sears into my brain. <laughs> like... It's it's astonishing how much like even just looking at Cam Talbot infuriates me just because of Game Seven against Anaheim in 2017. It was nothing that Talbot did; it's just that's how much I hate Anaheim. That 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 just the sight of Cam Talbot infuriates me, and it's the same way when we talk about William Powell. It's like, oh right, McAdoo, and it's like, ugh. <laughs> Just seared into his brain. I love it. <laughs> and the moss was no moss was much better, but <laughs> the, the, the tie cats have also rounded out their uh, staff for 2022, and they're bringing Casey Crehan in as the special mm-hmm. teams and offensive assistant. Of course, uh, the tie cats lost uh, 
Mr. Jeff Reinbold to the Montreal Alouettes, who is a shiny new toy in Mario Alford. So I'm excited to see what that special teams unit does this year. But Casey Crehan back in the CFL after serving as the head coach at Peru State College in 2020 and 2021. This uh, upcoming year is going to be a big one when it comes to Hall of Fame inductions into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame because there was the 2020 class that they got announced, but that was about it. There was the 2021 class that got announced, and that was about it as well. So coming up here in June, I, I believe it's the day before... Yeah, June 17th, the day before the Ticats home opener against the Calgary Stampeders. They're going to do a double induction here. 2020 had Clyde Brock, Freddie Childress, Greg Vavra, and Henry Burris. Uh, John Huffnagel as well. So he gets the B in Hamilton for the induction. And then, of course, uh, taking the game the very next day. And as 2021 Almost goes... Almost like they planned it that way. Yeah, Nick Lewis uh, and Orlando Steinauer are in the 2021 class. So Mm -hmm. it looks like they're going to sell tickets to this whole thing. And on top of that, the 2022 class is going to be announced in April with the ceremony in September. And I I don't know about you, Ty. I'm starting to recognize. I remember when I was a kid and all the Hall of Fame classes. I'm like, who are these guys? Yeah, and your grandpa grandpa would be like, oh, let me tell you about the good old days. And it's like, okay, grandpa, let's get you back to bed. And now we're getting to know. Now everything hurts when I wake up. And, you know, I got to take Metamucil, and now I'm starting to recognize names going to the Hall of Fame. And it's like, oh, I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, now we can call the, 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 the players in the Combine kids, the, the, the players that get drafted kids, because mm-hmm. compared yeah. to us, they, they are kids. Yeah. Um, also, we, we should probably pat ourselves on the back for doing something or getting something incredibly right. And, and, you know, not being fools. Um, Art, Bryles got right? another, Art Bryles got another job and then had to resign four days later. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. We, we, <laughs> I was going to bring it up last, last week, but we didn't record yeah, last week. Yeah. yeah. He got hired uh, at Grambling State. Hugh Jackson hired him as the OC. Four days later, he... Resigned because of all the people pissed off about what happened to Baylor. Yeah, they should probably just uh, not like, try that. Like, anyone. when are guys gonna? When are people gonna understand that no, no school wants him? Yeah, yeah. Well, like even he coached high school football and broke rules using ineligible players and and everything. Wow. Like, like it just. Yeah, like, I'm just so glad that we didn't think that he should get a second chance. Absolutely. Because we were right. This episode of Two and Out brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with uh, local charities. Park Power is owned by Chris Kozowski, who has a growing and well-deserved reputation for being a guy who cares. If you're in the Edmonton area, you may have seen him. 
around town wearing that slick bow tie, supporting local causes and boosting local business. He walks that talk with his business and it's why Park Power shares its profits with local charities. So as a new customer, you can choose a community partner to receive 10% of the proceeds from your electricity bill, even like the CKUA radio network. You can visit parkpower.ca slash CKUA to find out more about that. Well, that does it for this off-season check-in with uh, the Two and Out CFL podcast. Man, uh, I don't know what's going to happen next in the world. Ty, it just seems like every I do. 48 hours. <laughs> what? Spring training starts on Thursday. <laughs> I'm glad we got something there because... And, and every, you know, you every, talk about the draft and, and how CFL football is close to coming back and everything. Let's ratify a CBA first. I guess we got that, don't we? Yeah. Let's not count our chickens. Was that 2019 when it was the day before mm-hmm. <laughs> we were supposed to get on the field for training camp? I remember I was having Chinese food in Saskatchewan. Oh, you look at my Yeah. Well, I was actually in Kenora, Saskatchewan, which is about I don't yeah. know, 20 to 30 minutes north of uh yorkton i think it is Wong's north of Cafe. the middle of nowhere yeah shout out great chinese food there in kenora and then uh got the notification that <laughs> the players weren't going to show up the next day so yeah. we still it's quiet right now is silence mm-hmm. golden or is it uh cause for concern cause for concern like Obey. you look at base, you look at baseball. They locked the players yeah. out and then didn't call anybody in to do with the union or the players for six weeks, and then wondered yeah. why they had to cancel games. Yeah. Not that I'm on the player side because I never am, but like if you if 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 either side is serious about getting it done, then you would think we'd be hearing about talks more. Or they're not worried, and they just figure they got to cross some eyes and, or cross some T's and dot some eyes and be done with it. We did a show every two weeks during the pandemic with no season, Ow. so <laughs> <laughs> we might still be able to do a show every two weeks during a lockout. So. <laughs> yeah, and we're not. If there is no season, like I, I'm kind of wishing. Like I'm gonna be gonna pull back the curtain here. If there's a lockout. Yeah, I'll be upset I don't get to watch CFL football. But also, I don't want to get up at 5.30 a.m. every Wednesday to record. Which isn't terrible either. To and out CFL at gmail.com with your podcasting (laughs) resume. (laughs) I never said that. But I didn't not. (laughs) Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.